Welcome to the Essential Oils and Herbal Apothecary. In each episode, we will highlight an essential oil or herb that may be used to optimize your health. Flip on your diffuser and bask in the beauty of aromatherapy and naturopathy. Hello everybody, this is Gregory and welcome back to another episode of the Essential Oils and Herbal Apothecary. I hope you're doing well today. Today we're going to talk about wintergreen essential oil because it's winter. (laughs) So it makes a little sense that we go down the winter aisle and talk about wintergreen oil. Hopefully you had a good New Year's. We're in 2020. It's unbelievable. Recently just had my birthday. I'm 46 now. I'm feeling old now. See, when you're in the early 40s, you can kind of like like through rounding down, you feel like you're still in your 30s. But now that you've peaked over the 40 apex at 45, now you're at 46, you're in that downward slide to 50. And that's where I kind of feel right now. But you know what? Father time, like death, like menopause, like a lot of things, is something that you really can't uh, avoid. So, yeah. Who cares? All right, so today we're going to talk about natural wintergreen oil. So wintergreen essential oil is traditionally derived from the wintergreen plant. There are two species that can be used to produce the oil. There's Gaultheria procumens, which is native to America, and Gaultheria fragnantissima, which is native to Asia and India and Nepal in that area as well. It's typically, the production involves fermentation of the natural material from the plant, and this is followed by distillation to obtain a purer product. The final product consists almost entirely of methyl salicylate, the active ingredient of wintergreen oil. The natural production of wintergreen oil has been on the decline in favor of creating synthetic methyl salicylate. And in some products, synthetic methyl salicylate may appear as one of the several types of oils, including wintergreen oil, gaultheria oil, or tea berry oil. So methyl salicylate is actually pretty rare. And um, it's commonly used in topical creams and massage blends because of its soothing properties. And really, wintergreen and birch are the only plants in the world that contain methyl salicylate naturally. And as you know, because you like to chew gum, sometimes small amounts of wintergreen are used in candies and toothpaste and chewing gum. Sometimes they use the fake one. In fact, it's cheaper to use the fake methyl salicylate. And they don't always use the actual wintergreen. All right, let's go and cover some of the usages for our beautiful wintergreen oil. Pain and inflammation relief. The active ingredient in wintergreen oil, which is methyl salicylate, is closely related to aspirin. In fact, Aspirin, if I remember the generic for aspirin, acetosalicylic acid. There you go. That came off the top of my head from my old medical days. Acetosalicylic acid. So uh, they're very similar. And so we know aspirin, of course, is an analgesic or it's helped for pain and anti-inflammatory. And so it makes sense that wintergreen oil, which has a, a closely related compound to aspirin, will be used for pain relief. So... It's used for like bacterial infections and colds and headaches and and if you're having some joint pain and so forth, you can rub some wintergreen oil with a carrier oil. It's also used as an insecticide. Wintergreen oil may be also used to repel the insects. So there are other oils that I would say are a bit better, like citronella. We have an episode on citronella, but 
Let's talk about its pain benefits. So the research into wintergreen oil or methyl salicylate as a topical pain reliever has shown mixed results. Although wintergreen oil has been suggested as a potential alternative treatment for easing lower back pain. In a 2010 study in adults with muscle strain found that application of a skin patch containing methyl salicylate and menthol provided a significant amount of pain relief compared to the placebo patch. Additionally, a case study from 2012 found that topical application of methyl salicylate provided headache relief to an individual who had severe headaches following electroconvulsive therapy. That's a shock therapy. I'm drinking my black tea here. I don't normally drink black tea, but today I am. Uh, they actually still do electroconvulsive therapy for depression. I was uh, I met a woman three months ago uh, who was in a psych ward, and she was getting it daily. A review of cl several clinical trials of topical salicylates, one of which included methyl salicylate, didn't find support for their use of mescoskeletal pain. The authors indicated that larger, better quality trials need to be performed to assess efficacy. But still, you know... The thing about aspirin is aspirin can destroy your, your liver. It can hurt your liver. It can lead to high rate of ulcers. And, of course, it's a blood thinner. So there are side effects to aspirin. So if, if there is something that has the essentially the cousin equivalent of the octave compound in aspirin without the side effects, it's probably wise to use it. So use wintergreen for those, those pain problems. It's also known wintergreen oil has also been known to be a, a decent antimicrobial. A recent study found that 0.5% of wintergreen oil had a similar or higher antibacterial activity than a control antibiotic against persistent forms of Borrelia burgdorferi, the causative agent of Lyme disease. Other studies show that it's very effective against Neisseria gonorrhea. We don't like gonorrhea. We don't want the drip. And streptococcus, good old strep for the throat and other parts of your body. Another benefit of wintergreen essential oil is that it's used for dental products. Now, this isn't a surprise. In 2013, a subcommittee of the FDA reviewed methyl salicylate used in over-the-counter dental products that control plaque and gingivitis. Examples of such products include mouth rinses, mouthwashes, and sprays. The subcommittee concluded that methyl salicylate used as a set concentration either by itself or combined with eucalyptol, menthol, or thymol is both safe and effective in these products. But wintergreen oil should never be swallowed. So if you want to put a couple of drops like in your coconut oil that you oil pull every morning, and then swish it out, that's fine too. Okay, so that's pretty much it for this episode. I will tell you that the, the thing that wintergreen is most known for is kind of it has that uplifting uh, smell that we kind of all know based on chewing gums and eating lifesavers. But it's a great oil to diffuse if you like that smell to get it in the house. And it has that menthol smell. And it's really good to rub in uh, for muscle and ache pains, and it's good to put in baths. So let's just kind of review some things that might be important uh, for you to know before you start going down the aisle and getting some of these things. So look for a good quality one like a doTERRA or a Young Living. I know over on doTERRA, wintergreen oil is around $29 retail and $20 or so dollars uh, wholesale. So, And that's the Galthair Fragnantissima, the one from Nepal and India. So look for you know a high quality one, and if you are taking warfarin, which is Coumadin, that's a type of blood thinner. You need to be very careful because again, methyl salicylate is connected to aspirin. We know aspirin is a, a blood thinner. You don't want to be taking too many blood thinners because this could lead to bleeding and hemorrhaging. Uh, don't swallow it because you can have problems with that. And then, of course, if you're pregnant and nursing, stay away. So how, how do we want to use it? Well, 
Wintergreen oil, the actual oil is very potent, a very strong oil, and it can be absorbed, absorbed through the skin. So it should never be applied undiluted. You need to mix it in with a carrier oil, so jojoba or grapeseed or whatever you like to do. If you're trying to make a solution with wintergreen oil, which I know a lot of people don't do, you should only make about 2 to 3% of the final solution volume be wintergreen. If you are going to pull with it, just swish it out. If you want to mix it in deodorants, that's great. It's a really good smell with deodorant. Um, it, it, it blends very well, I think, with peppermint and lavender and eucalyptus. And um, some people think it blends well with citrus. So these are some options that you can do. So put it in a bath, diffuse it around the house, rub it on some, some joint pain, and uh, go from there. But yeah, I think it's one of those great winter winter oils. Guys, that's all I have to say today. Go to Naturopathic Earth, our website, which has a lot of articles and essential oil recipes and food recipes. If you really like the content that I've been providing here for the last, two, I don't know, year or two, please consider supporting us. There's a PayPal me link. And if it's not there now, I'll be there in a week. So go back in a week and go to the old episodes because I'm, I'm really behind on uh, doing the, the episode notes for these episodes. So uh, just click on the PayPal link on one of the older episodes and uh, donate and be generous, please. If you want to help us in a more passive way, you can go to naturopathicearth.com. There's a link on the episode notes. And then go to the food articles and just click on one of the articles, recipes, and then click on the Amazon links. It's a lot of clicking. And that takes you to Amazon. And then it, you can search and shop whatever you want on Amazon. And anything that you buy within 24 hours, we get a 2% commission at no expense to you. You can buy Confessions of an Obese Child or Revelations of a Weight Loss Warrior, my two books, on Amazon. That would be great. If you want some one-on-one -on -one coaching via Clarity FM, you can contact me for $2 a minute. We can talk about weight loss, weight, man weight maintenance, uh, essential oils, the meaning of life, whatever you like to talk about. And, of course, there's three podcasts, the Essential Oil and Herbal Apothecary, Holistic Health News. Uh, we recently did one on the connection between uh, overweight women giving birth and how that leads to a higher chance of their children being overweight and having a lower IQ we did that recently. We did one recently on electromagnetic radiation issues. Um, there's a bunch of stuff over there, so go check it out. There's over almost 250 episodes. And then we have Confessions of an Obese Child as well, which is a great podcast dealing with addictions and eating disorders and early childhood trauma. All right, guys, that's all I have to say. Try to stay warm in January. Avoid the January blues, which is pretty common around this time. Take care. God bless. Bye-bye. Visit our website at naturopathicearth.com for innumerable essential oil recipes, our Facebook page at Holistic Health News, and our Twitter and Instagram feeds at Holistic News Now. Spread the word about the benefits of aromatherapy, herbalism, and naturopathy. And remember our motto at Naturopathic Earth, let food be thine medicine, let nature be thy healer. Until next time.